0: What's up? Welcome to another episode of Modern Guilt on your Monday morning. It's 10.30am Queensland time. Midday in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, uh, my morning midday. (laughs) This is when I get up.
0: Recording on, uh, well it's the 5th of July for us, but it's 4th of July for our American listeners. So congrats on your independence.
1: Yeah, Uh, kudos to all of you. Well done for y- making y'all did through well, yeah. a year of independence <laughs> yeah. and not yeah. running back to the crown. to. Uh,
0: Big us. shout out to citizens with guns.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, the White House released a statement saying oh, good. that uh, if you're planning a cookout this year, thanks to Biden's economic plan, you now have to pay 16 cents less for your 4th of I July don't. food.
0: What is this? I don't get it. What are they trying to say?
1: Well... The dinner is cheaper by sixteen cents.
0: Wait, is there like a like a pre-approved Fourth of July dinner package that you buy from the government or some shit?
1: Yeah, just like the basket of shit that you would eat uh, is like cheaper. I'm going to send this over to you.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So like the cost of goods, kind of like relative, re- relevant to a Fourth of July dinner, are now cheaper under the Biden administration by sixteen correct? cents.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, ah. All right. Well, that's that gets my vote. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> for any penny pinches out there just so you know yeah you can buy a Dems. fraction
1: of uh humanogen with that that might one day turn into a dollar <laughs> 16
0: you know uh. <laughs> catch up on the news bad pun according to the farm bureau the cost of a fourth of july barbecue was down from last year it's a fact you must you must heard what Here, hot dog
1: bracket d
0: and what the fuck these people are retarded hot dog <laughs> the Biden economic plan is working and that's something we can all relish. This is the worst. That's terrible social media content. Yeah. There were people in like my first year like public relations classes who did better than that. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, you try fucking tweeting like that. Kamala's just whipping you violently.
0: uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Engage with Twitter. (laughs) Do it more. Yeah. So word on the street is that uh, Kamala's office is in a shambles. Her staff, fucking, there's no um, cohesiveness amongst her administration and her staff are like complaining, leaking to the press about being like treated like shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's just doing a horrible job as VP, <laughs> which, you can, which you can imagine.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, she was a prosecutor before, so it kind of makes sense to me that she'd be like a mega hard ass um yeah i think it's just yeah. like the combination of like mega hard ass because you remember like leading up to this uh before <laughs> the media decided to like turn her into mother teresa uh yeah. she was the cop candidate mm-hmm. and everybody yeah, was like yeah. oh all cops are bastards like fuck Kamala harris you know yeah and then she um split the seas and you know led the chosen people through to the promised land <laughs> but before that she was cracking down on fucking weed and shit you
0: know yeah yeah she was like one of the people responsible for implementing the three strike policy in california right
1: yeah right just fucking horrendous
0: um do you remember me sending you a video by oh okay so are you familiar with eric adams who is uh the new york mayoral candidate who used to be I think the chief or sheriff of the Brooklyn police department oh. or something like that <laughs> yeah. and I sent you yeah. that video of him
1: <laughs> going through like a room
0: being yeah like going crack. through like a a residence and yeah. he's doing like a public service announcement about how to like how to investigate your children in your own home yeah <laughs> and he's just like you have the responsibility to protect your children Mm-hmm. When they're not around search through their backpack, you never know what you might find. It could be a small handgun a gun. <laughs> you <throw> <laughs> it could be a crack pipe. They may not be using it They might have picked it up on the street But you never know when you find it and then let like, the camera pans over and he's just like fill the fill their pillowcases <laughs> Look behind photo frames. You might yeah. find a bag of crack or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking amazing i'm going to try and find that video again and um share that in the show notes
1: yeah
0: i don't even know what's going on with the new york mayoral race i haven't really been following it maybe he's i don't know if he's still like in the hunt or whatever but anyway yeah i've been following it i've seen crazy.
1: that there's some like bullshit about voter turnout and more voter
0: uh, yeah yeah whatever crap
1: but i that's beyond the scope of my interests mm. you
0: know Andrew Yang uh, conceded though I know that that's a shame oh did he
1: he was kind yeah. of like a seller but oh well fuck him.
0: I think yeah. Andrew Yang's a boss like sure he's like totally like panders to I don't know like the mainstream DNC. rhetoric and stuff but like yeah, yeah. He, he's a chiller like I I dig him um and at least he like has his own thoughts you know
1: yeah best of the bad so I'll I'll throw my mm. two cents in the ring on that uh Mm. interesting little stat here for you is the same study that the white house cites is that uh the cost of the cookout is down 16 cents from last year (laughs) but eight percent higher compared to 2019 so you know get wrecked
0: oh interesting right so there you go take that biden administration (laughs) Yeah. yeah um debunked
1: yeah yeah fucking a uh and trump's throwing a little fucking thing about it and apparently he's making a return to social media
0: oh i can't wait man that's yeah, gonna yeah. be so good for um, modern guilt and like the wider world
1: yeah exactly yeah. it's on this new platform that just got hacked called like oh okay i what can't remember called? what it's called uh hold on just fucking google
0: it um so it's a new platform and just got hacked yeah <laughs> Weird.
1: uh it's a new platform yeah it's like um hold on trump getter
0: what's it called sorry
1: getter g-e-t-t-r and it kind of looks exactly like twitter
0: yeah yeah right is this this platform that has been like endorsed by trump or whatever
1: i think so or something like that or it's a former spokesman for him or something there was just like this uh connection of some kind and um he's made several statements loosely alluding to the fact that he was going to be starting some social media platform
0: yeah you know
1: but um how far it goes is the question it basically just got hacked you know so now everybody mm. that's signed up has been leaked and is most likely on some antifa you know little fucking oh,
0: yeah headless. for sure man that's that so fucking horrible anything.
1: But, yeah yeah they'll just sit there and leak it to like people's jobs and go play yeah. and tattletale so hmm. uh, nice declaring independence oh yeah so it launched on the 4th of july oh cool by defiantly declaring independence from what uh former spokesman for president donald trump called woke tyranny of tech giants
0: there we go and it's probably like still on aws oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so um, like it's not independent really at all
1: yeah no it's probably a complete It's a shame of bullshit but mm.
0: whatever who cares yeah right well while we're touching on tyranny i stumbled across some interesting content uh coming out of china uh <laughs> just last night actually and it, uh, it relates to this sort of new uh, cultural movement or movement is not even an accurate term because that implies some sort of like coordinated effort. And mm-hmm. this is more of kind of just like an organic, uh, a bubbling up, I suppose. But basically this is popular among, uh, young people. I, I realized while I was reading this, that when whenever these articles now talk about millennials, they're talking about like 40 year olds, um, <laughs> which is, you know, like it's, <laughs> this weird um sort of cognitive that dissonance that i have in my head yeah it's bizarre because like i think you and i are like technically millennials right but most oh, yeah, millennials are. are like, we're, we're like way older fucking, than us yeah we're the prime there's those cunts born in like the late 80s and
1: they would be the uh you know older ones but
0: yeah, yeah right um <laughs> 40 so, That's so shit. <laughs> yeah so ba- but basically you know Young people in China, so I suppose people between 13 years and 40, I guess yeah. you could say, um, are increasingly showing an interest in what uh, translates to lying flat or lying down, Yeah. Um, which is this sort of um, kind of monastic uh, philosophical approach to life that Chinese people are adopting in order to subvert or flout the... Typical Chinese, uh, like I guess, social norms of hard work and and driving your country's success through consumerism. Mm. So the story of how it began is actually quite interesting because this guy wrote a blog post in in April on this Chinese social media platform that kind of went viral and started to be shared. And essentially, what it described is how he had. Uh, quit his job in a factory and moved back in with his parents and spends most of his day literally lying down reading working out and just trying his best to enjoy his life and he like eats like a really minimal but sufficient diet um which costs him like 60 dollars a month so he lives mostly off his savings but does odd jobs as like a film extra Which is ironic because he uh often lands roles where he like plays a dead person who is lying down. Um (laughs) Yeah, right. Basically before this um post was eventually censored and removed from this social media platform, it had been shared around across multi multiple platforms, across multiple blogs and whatnot. And, you know, has now reached hundreds of thousands of young people who are starting to like buy into this idea. And in response to this the CCP has censored um all content relating to lying down or lying flat and there's like a range of like e-commerce stores which started to sell lying flat t-shirts or would clothing or like stationary and random shit with like slogans relating to lying flat or like a play on words um which are all being banned and removed from e-stores as well and It kind of ranges for people from being a form of sort of passive protest um, and a way of like resisting the power of the CCP to just being like a lifestyle decision. Yeah. So it's fascinating because I guess like a lot of I suppose philosophies, like it's open to interpretation and people can take what they want out of it, and it's like a, which is cool because that's I think what a truly like decentralized movement is and that's what makes them interesting i think when an idea is sort of spawned and spreads across the internet which is what the internet is the is best for i think it's the greatest use we've had of the internet is just the democratization of and you know being able to throw these like spare parts of ideology or like logic into the into the ether and have people snatch them up and do with what they will but it's, it's now becoming, yeah, a, a problem that the CCP are taking quite seriously. As there a was, threat quote, to the <clears throat> Communist exactly. Party. Exactly. Right. As a threat to the Communist Party who have predicated their legitimacy on China's economic growth and like the rising standards of living that have come with that economic growth. So for a long time, a lot of Chinese people have seen... Um, the coercion as an acceptable trade-off for improving conditions in the country but so basically the CCP is now thinking like well shit we have uh they have an aging population uh because of the one child policy that they had for so long and now they have a labor shortage much as we do allegedly in the west you know whether or not that's true you can decide for yourself so this, the ccp has as you probably know has laxed their um reproductive regulation or <laughs> whatever you yeah. want to call that yeah, yeah. so i think chinese families can now have three children and so lying down is another um threat to their efforts to try and mobilize younger people um as like a labor force and economic input so chinese state media have even started to directly address this um with one quote in an article in the um China Southern daily uh reading struggle itself is a kind of happiness so talking about the way that like yeah sure like lying down is one path to uh satisfaction for these people but maybe they think that because they haven't experienced the glory of what a lot of young people in China call like hashtag nine nine six which is like working 9 a.m to 9 p.m six days a week oh uh, the jack um,
1: ma shit.
0: is did jack ma start that
1: I, he was really big on it eh? he was like oh right okay
0: yeah yeah that's interesting so yeah basically a lot of chinese people are, are adopting this idea and not only is it like we don't want to participate in uh like the traditional uh labor force or whatever but the there's the implication that comes along with it for many people who adopt this idea that it also means not buying property and also not having kids and essentially completely dropping out yeah and an interesting quote that uh i read in these articles was that or i'm paraphrasing a little bit here but it's basically if you can't stand up and you don't want to kneel then the only thing left to do is lie down
1: oh fuck you
0: which is really cool yeah
1: um okay so that's fascinating i've been a big fan of like the whole neat movement one because it's hilarious i think it's like powerful trolling do you know about the whole neat thing
0: i feel as though you've told me about it before but i'm not recalling. yeah so
1: it's uh not an education employment or training basically right this is a way to like categorize people that are like pretty much doing the same thing just lying down you know (laughs) yeah but uh the whole like neat thing i think it's was a big concern in Japan uh, where they had this big outcry about guys that have effectively just, and specifically male, um, noped out of the entire, like, of society. And they just stay in their apartments all day. Uh, And I think it's like, uh, I think they're called hikimoro. Pulling inward is uh, acute social withdrawal, total withdrawal from society and seeking extreme degrees of social isolation and confinement. Hiki, Hikikomori. oh uh, fuck i'm butchering that um <laughs> refers to both the phenomenon <laughs> in general and the reclusives themselves so there's this basically a huge number of people in japan are doing the same thing but they just you know stay in their apartments and don't uh involve themselves in society and across mm-hmm. like various different um boards and you know online communities you can see the same thing where people talk about like being neat so there's the whole like neat movement of just not participating whatsoever uh yeah which i definitely vibe with i think you know, good on you especially if you can make it work like fuck yeah, yeah exactly
0: i think it's really cool um i yeah I, I applaud people making their own decisions about how they should live their life um and i i think it's it's really great to um, remove yourself from the sort of trap of deriving your joy from comparison, mm. you know, totally. and measuring yourself against how other people live and what they have, quote, achieved. Um, because really, like, you have won the ultimate victory if you can save up $100,000 and live the rest of your life on that and be happy. Oh, like, you're yeah. you're miles ahead of everybody else who's, like, stuck in the the rat race or whatever the fuck you want to call mm. that. Um, still trying to figure out what they want out of life Um, a lot of people
1: will uh like personally as well i vibe with it it's so similar to my own story of like trying mm -hmm. it out and being like man this is a pile of bullshit um but also i think there's like a growing sense that you don't even have the opportunity available you know like you'll go to uni or you'll even look at going to uni and being like if you're smart to and wise to the fact that the job opportunities just simply aren't there then you know you'll probably just not even want to bother trying mm-hmm. because you know that you're the whole game is rigged and you're just going to wind up at the end with a fuckload of debt or you're going to wind up with a job you don't know, want. even worse you know <laughs> Who yeah the fuck yeah was that?
0: yeah um yeah. something else that i thought was interesting about this is that in uh the associated press and the new york times where i was primarily reading about this you know they they hint it lying down being an act of, of subversion or resistance or a way that people can exercise some freedom from tyranny, yeah. but don't really uh, make much reference to similar things happening in the West, where obviously the coverage of this sort of thing is framed more as you know what we call like a, a labor shortage or the um, uh, the global pandemic recovery or something, yeah. and we we have these these narratives about needing to get people back into work or to you know like boost job numbers yeah but don't where we're scared to say it out loud that most people probably don't to be doing this or yeah not most people but you know when we talk about unemployment figures we we talk about that like uh if things go right then that five percent of the unemployed population will be like engaged and contributing or whatever although i know that obviously like certain economic ideas require a base level of unemployment at all times but putting that aside it's fascinating that we don't acknowledge the fact that there are plenty of people who probably just don't want to fucking do this
1: yeah 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 it's hilarious that it's framed as a social movement in china but a social problem in the States, you know, it's like yeah, such yeah, classic yeah. It's, uh, hypocrisy on the fucking media's front. Yeah, so here we go. One in five young adults is neither working nor studying in the US. That's crazy. How about that? That's that is a, fucking
0: how do they do you know what? Uh, do you know what age group they characterize that as? 20 to
1: 24,
0: 17
1: to 24, no, to 20 to
0: 24, 20 to 24. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: That's pretty fucking crazy. So high need rates may foster environments that are fertile for social unrest. Mm. So then, you know. Oh,
0: wow, wow. <laughs> Although, you know what? What else is fascinating about that is that it it nods at the way that these metrics or like statistics for measuring the, these sorts of issues can often be like biased in themselves because it might be that the twenty percent of these people that we're talking about, maybe eighty percent of that group are people who are like uh twitch streaming for example or like they're podcasting yeah. or they are artists or they are like happy independent day traders <laughs> they like or what? happy they like it they <laughs> want a fucking job. yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that's interesting as well because that kind of perpetuates the idea that the legitimate way to be engaged in the economy is uh to sort of like put yourself in that position of being a cog in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. So when we t- talk about, you know, the national unemployment figures or whatever, we're talking about employment in like the traditional sense, yeah. excluding those people who are actually like independent in their lifestyle or whatever. Yeah,
1: well I I'm, I'm really interested to see how it changes to be honest because I think it's going to be like throughout the next 10 years, um the lie of like universities got to be exposed. For sure, mm-hmm. I, I, they're just peddling so much bullshit. It's not a good deal, <laughs> you know. No matter what way you slice it, it's a shit deal. You're saddling yourself with huge amounts of debt. It's extremely irresponsible to even promote it, to be honest. Um, yeah, as a way to educate yourself, like, sure, okay, but uh, frankly, you could probably do that online now. Anyway, you don't even need to saddle yourself with the debt. Um, so, and and the like jobs market is completely shifted as well it's like they don't even value graduates and a lot of those jobs suck ass and i think like people are sort of realizing that well you know if i can make it work with you know like a a fucking gig here a gig there and uh just living minimally and you know the Mm -hmm. cost of entertaining myself has plummeted Um, and I don't really care about my living conditions in terms of, you know, whether I'm living in a flat with like 20 other people or something, then fuck it. I can make it work and I don't have to be a part of this shit or I join the rat race. And, uh, more and more, I think people are realizing just how bullshit that is. Like considering that you can't really get ahead unless you're making substantial sums of money or you're investing Mm -hmm. in speculative assets. Which is that same story that we did like a few pods ago, you know, where uh, South Koreans are like seeing crypto as their last out. Or, you know, you're looking at like the stock market and seeing all these people fucking YOLOing on highly speculative stocks or, you know, the dream of a short squeeze or something like that. Cause there's just no yeah, way. Yeah. Like my sister's making, I don't know, fucking some six figure salary or something. She lives fucking hand to mouth. It's nuts you know like and people are always like what's she spending on but it's like you know when you subtract childcare, taxes this that fucking the next thing Um, Mm -hmm. and obviously you know a little bit on whatever the fuck else to sort of get by uh, and make life a little less shitty because you're you know you just have to like cope with the stress it's all gone (laughs) and that's not even a unique story like I fucking know so many people that are Mid six-figure salaries, um, or sorry, high six-figure salaries—not like five hundred k a year, but they're making like one fifty to two hundred k a year, and they're not exactly staring down the barrel of retirement, you know, in the near future. They're looking at ten years of racking themselves on these jobs. Like it's not even yeah. fucking sustainable, man. The amount of work that they have to do just to fucking keep going, and even then, if you subtract off the taxes and you subtract off everything else and your living rates, you're still not even saving that much. So you might wind up with like three to 400K in savings after a five-year period, you know? And even then you're scrimping and that sucks and your life is shit.
0: You know what I mean? (laughs) It's
1: just like, Uh wow.
0: I made a little note as you were talking just before because there was something that I wanted to mention which is quite interesting and it's about uh the the myth of university as being like your ticket to freedom or whatever and like you were talking about how you know in the next 10 years the the lie of university is going to be uncovered and people are going to start realizing that it's it's not the the sure thing that it's made out to be and like I totally agree with you on like a personal level but anecdotally it's interesting because recently in China actually there was this Uh, one of the few public protests that has been allowed in like modern history in China took place in it was in like a relatively minor city in terms of you know what we recognize in the west I know that in China obviously there are like dozens of cities with millions of people in them because of that their population is so enormous so this city is probably relatively large in the grand scheme of things but you know the Chinese scale it's fairly insignificant but Basically, what was happening is that the authorities wanted to merge the uh, local university with the uh, vocational training college, basically putting, you know, like people who are studying law and finance in the same campus or institution as people who were training to become an electrician or a plumber. And, you know, whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I don't really know, nor do I care that much. The thing is kind of neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how it can be a bad thing, but I don't underst- I don't really know what the benefits to it would be either. But re- anyway, regardless, um, students at the university perceived the reputation of their university study to be so important in terms of how they are perceived by the rest of society and the job market that they, like, vigorously protested this merger because they were, like, you know, so convinced that the elite status of their... Um, uh, they're yeah. a- attending that institution that's the was their bullshit. ticket that's bullshit. to yeah, freedom so and good life <laughs> so yeah so they they clashed with chinese police there were rubber bullets and tear gas used and for whatever reason this protest was not absolutely crushed um, they were allowed to continue protesting eventually and the decision was overturned which i think is really telling and i'm just uh, I'm pulling on this thread in my mind right now. I haven't thought about this previously. I'm kind of just having this idea forming as I speak. But it might be that the reason that that protest was allowed to continue and the decision was overturned is because maintaining that fragile idea in the minds of university students in China. So, yeah, it's so important to, to driving the economy yeah. and maintaining the sort of social and cultural status quo in china that you need these sort of like uh these people graduating university coming out like agent smith from the matrix who are like perceive themselves to be these like hyper capable sort of like superhumans and if if they just smashed that protest and forced that decision through maybe you know what would the ripple effects of that be students Ah, yeah students all across china might start to (laughs) question the sort of hallowed status of their academic institutions so yeah interesting
1: as they should it's fascinating and that's the best fucking example of what i saw when i was at university was that it was running on the prestige yeah. economy i think um and that the prestige economy which has not really been studied but it really should because oh, i'm it's sure a has been studied. i've mm. never seen it um it was something that i wanted to do actually th- that i was looking at because i was thinking that the like exchange of you know prestige as a currency is fascinating and when i first remember sort of catching on to it i was at this like uh young professionals meetup um that i had been dragged along to by a uh mutual friend of uh hayden and i um <laughs> just love who frothed on this shit and i was like really miserable about going and i arrived and i just remember seeing this like swarming mass of uh young fresh faces and suits and dresses like all intermingling like some uh you know grade yard is great year i don't know grade school grade school dance you know what i mean like just awkwardly trying to fucking yeah, yeah. talk to each other and the chief form of conversation was people talking about the brand names that they worked for and that was its own currency so that's what they were approaching the girls with you know it's like oh I work- yeah, yeah. Or, i work at the lois
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's <laughs>
1: it's just like and i remember thinking like oh this is fucking fascinating this is its own currency people are using this as a trying to use it as a method of exchange but it was a worthless method <laughs> method of exchange for a lot of people so they've been sold uh something that they had thought was going to mm. be super valuable you know like i i am a uh, deloitte's person and this will buy me some you know credence or some kind of uh mobility in a social sphere but it was worthless it was not only fiat it was garbage mm. it was a shit, <laughs> yeah. they were sold shit you know what's <laughs>
0: interesting about that as well is that like this is Purely just through my observations, maybe I'm wrong about this and I'm happy to be. But when people use that sort of prestige currency, it so often mm. happens to be man approaching woman and talking about the large financial institution they talk, they work for. They are yeah. like unique in that or like because. It's just about 40,000. Well, they're like there. also what I mean, though, is like because they're at this sort of event, right? Or they they're at a bar where a whole bunch of yeah. like white collar people are hanging out. They're all like in the same boat essentially. These women are like just as likely to be working for the same sort of company. But like the men are somehow under the delusion that if they approach a woman like with that premise, like the woman is going to be interested in that. Whereas like I've never ever witnessed or been a part of a conversation where like a woman has like approached mail and being like oh yeah like so i'm like working um as a fucking accountant at deloitte's or whatever yeah so like i don't yeah. there's no sort of necessarily significance behind that but it's an interesting observation well
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think it's because they're trying to think like what it's by me, right like i sacrificed all this time at uni and i put in all this fucking effort and uh I thought this was going to get me late, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then um, the funniest thing that I noticed like on those nights out and like in the resulting years of just being around and in that scene to a degree was just how desperate people clung to it to try and make it worthwhile because they're giving up so
0: much yeah. of their fucking life,
1: you know? It was like they'd just exchanged their youth, their actual youth, their unironic youth that they're never mm. going to get back. For a shitcoin, for, for mm. a fucking brand name. And the company had been like, oh, um, in New Zealand, I don't know if this is true overseas, but in New Zealand, uh, these large companies pay below the average market rate to the point that you're basically making slightly yeah. above minimum wage. And the reason they can do that is they just go and say that, well, you're getting a brand name on your CV and it's be very valuable yeah. later in your career. Um, you know, it's a very prestigious brand name, which also is, yeah yeah, maybe true, but like not to the degree that you think it would be in terms of selling your fucking youth. Like you probably make more money as a tradie if you just worked your way up, got a client list and, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah um uh, and for our american listeners by the way when we say tradey, we mean a tradesperson or tradesman yo, yeah
1: yeah yeah true yeah 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 and you know started your own business or something in fact uh a, another mutual friend uh friend of the pod has done extremely well doing that um and i know multiple people that have done that and they're totally killing it but anyway going back this the thing that's fascinating to you know providing uh context and, relevance to this entire long-winded rant about the prestige economy is that that's I think what universities start selling the seed of and it sort of carries on into these larger financial institutions or you know uh, legal institutions or whatever big fucking company that you go work for and if they realize if you were working alongside tradespeople and you realize that wait a minute the value of my work is equal to the dollars i receive and there is no fucking i can't spend the prestige anywhere and it doesn't get me laid and it doesn't really buy me any social mobility except within other people who are within that economy you know like i can't take my fucking world of warcraft dollars and uh go spend that down at the fucking store it only <laughs> i can only spend i don't play world of warcraft so i don't know if they have dollars in yeah, it. But yeah you get the point like i can't it's only relevant to that very specific small economy that you can use and it doesn't get you anything other than like lording it over yeah. other people which is a pointless like that's a fucking the most
0: shitty currency you so, can possibly um, buy into so if, oh sorry carry on uh,
1: basically i think that would be fascinating the day that universities start opening up and you know teaching trades and everything like that then maybe more young university goers or people looking to get an education realize just that there's no glamour in any of these jobs it's work work sucks it always sucks you know if you're in a fucking high-rise uh working on like the top floor of a you know some uh fucking building somewhere you're still having to show up early you're still shitting in a toilet with a fucking, you know, like hundred other people. Um, you still have to fucking sit around in boring meetings and get told what to do. And in fact, it's like infinitely worse in those environments because it's so claustrophobic. And you're, you know, at the mercy of like better angry people that have been <laughs> sold a lie for the last 30 years rather than like happy tradespeople where you can go have a dirty and like mm. uh, swear. You can't even swear in those
0: buildings. they fucking obnoxious. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I interestingly, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is good timing. Yesterday, I watched the m- movie Margin Call for the first time, and oh, right. like as well as yeah. that, obviously being like a a story about like you know just ridiculous events in finance. That's totally like a commentary on exactly what we're just talking about, particularly the idea of selling your youth for this shit coin um you know a a prestige currency and then realizing that it doesn't buy you anything so like um for those who haven't seen the movie spoiler alert um hopefully won't give away too much here but the gist of it is essentially that um an unnamed financial institution finds themselves in a position where they hold far too much risk uh, and they decide to basically instigate a fire sale um and dump I think like 93% of their position or something. Um, and basically one of the main characters is like a 23 year old trader who is obsessed with the money that he plans to earn and the, you know, the later stages of his career and is super like uh, kind of obnoxious and materialistic. And then once he realizes that he has to take part in this fire sale, which is gonna like basically tank the stock market um, and then will be treated as like a sacrificial lamb and be cut from his position, like there's this scene where he's just crying in a bathroom stall as he realizes that he's been so naive and he's been he's had his eyes on the exact wrong prize um and to the extent that you know he had convinced himself that he was in line for all of these rewards and then has this awakening when he realizes that like he doesn't mean anything and he's being like he's being used as a commodity um and and is just just as quickly being thrown out uh, with the rest of the shit heap. And like <laughs> these other, uh, the other executives at the company demonstrate like this in their characters, this divergence of sort of like uh, coping mechanisms or like lack thereof, where some of them upon realizing the extent of what they're going to have to do to, to get themselves out of this this risk heavy situation, some of them, you know, tell these grandiose stories about uh the way that the world's always worked this way and uh there are some people who become rich and some become poor but ultimately we contribute to the greater good and everything moves in cycles and that's just the way things are you need to just like kind of shake it off and others who you know one of the characters played by kevin spacey has been working in the company for 34 years or 35 years and you know it's finally the straw that breaks the camel's back for him where he's like you know like I sold my youth I kept making compromises I kept taking the money and the prestige and like thinking that there would be a light at the end of the tunnel when there's just not and now I'm 55 years old and this is the situation I'm in and it's not worth it and you see him digging a hole (laughs) burying his dead dead dog on the front lawn of his divorced wife's property in the closing scene and just weeping yeah and you know he's it's sort of like symbolic i think it's like he's burying his own idealism and like burying his own will to continue tolerating the environment that he works in or whatever and so good movie it's a really good commentary on on you know the human the human of that world i think yeah totally
1: yeah and and like just you know you could say like oh I'm getting an education in these places as well. But I was just uh, listening to the latest uh, Warren Buffett Munger interview Uh or whatever, in addition to uh, this amazing article that I should talk about and then link maybe next episode or something on uh, Munger's take on Mm -hmm. academic economics, which is fucking brilliant. I love it. But uh, where they talk about being on the board of the Washington Post With a McKinsey consultant and with Buffett that was on the board for like a number of years. Um, And the McKinsey consultant, um, and if you don't know McKinsey, they're like one of the largest uh, consulting companies and meant to be, you know, sort of like in terms of prestige up there with the most prestigious graduate jobs one could, you know, get possibly. Um, and this guy had worked through McKinsey all his career and everything and was a firm believer of the efficient market hypothesis, which again, if you don't know that, that's like the, uh, the idea that you can't get ahead in the market. You can only profit from volatility. And that's because at the moment that any news is released, it's perfectly capsulated by the price. And so it's impossible to. There's no such thing as like inefficiency or like you know like undervalued companies because everything is perfectly valued. So it, it's fucking retarded.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you don't even need it. Retarded. It's
1: so stupid. And, and yeah, but that he was a firm believer. And so the Washington Post was looking at buying their own stock, uh, and he said no, it can't be undervalued because of the efficient market hypothesis. And Warren Buffett was on the board and he said, well, that's ridiculous. It's definitely an undervalued company. You should 100% buy mm-hmm. your own stock um, because it's a great investment. And so they didn't listen to the McKinsey guy, but it's just another example of just how, how fucking, this guy was like head, like big time McKinsey dude. And that was the fucking shit that's being taught in that company, you know, and they've made, I've gotten the McKinsey newsletter, uh, the, sorry, the McKinsey quarterly and the um, Boston mm-hmm. consulting group, the BCG newsletters, they are so off the fucking mark. Like, it's so ridiculous how out of touch with these, uh, the world these people are. They still talk about like, oh, you know, the next biggest thing is going to be diversity. In AR. <laughs> and it's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're just fucking like jumping on any bandwagon. And like, that doesn't even mean anything, you know, and this it's trash. Their insights is trash. They don't generate money or value, you know?
0: Um, so uh, speaking of the it. next biggest thing being um, diversity, I know that we haven't planned this, so it might come across as a little bit clunky, but should we talk a little bit about that Black Lives Matter ETF? Because oh, <laughs> we were yeah. talking about this like fuck, two I weeks totally ago, like, that. Off, offline, and we were like, fuck, man, we've got to talk about this on the podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. So I came across the LGBT etf uh and i sent it to hate it and i said look at this pile of fucking bullshit um and it's essentially this etf that some fund manager had created that largely looks to just be like the qqq holdings like tesla apple microsoft all this other bullshit um and we were joking around and was like oh i wonder if there's like a black lives matter one so i looked it up and there is because
0: of course there fucking (laughs) is (laughs)
1: fucking it and uh we're like oh okay you know so let's see what their mission statement is and actually i'm gonna pull that up so while uh, you're doing
0: that um i'll just read something about it that i've got up right now so it's like this place is um was co-created by this guy marvin owens who is the senior director of economic programs for the naacp who for our non-US listeners is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, which is a, a hallowed organization in the United States, which did, has historically done like very good work for the civil rights movement and whatnot. And so Owens is the co-creator of the Impact Shares NAACP Minority Empowerment ETF ticker n-a-c-p so they're just marketing this shitty fucking etf which basically just rebrands an index of like companies that are not promoting like the advancement of color people at all and slapping the name of this really important organization on it as the ticker
1: so the whole purpose of the ETF is it's designed to provide exposure to U.S. companies with strong racial and ethnic diversity policies in place, empowering employees irrespective of their race or nationality. And if you look at the uh, the cover photo of it, it's like the Million Man March, and you know all these um, black guys holding up fucking signs saying "I am a man" and then just for the advancement of colored people. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, since you know 1909. <laughs> so they're holdings <laughs>
0: uh
1: yeah so we're like okay what are they holding and sure enough it's like the same bullshit at the top there they have like you know this sort of qqq assets like microsoft apple facebook nvidia tesla jp morgan so i mean a lot of these fund managers really just repackage bullshit and then charge you one percent but i think these ones are like 0.7 mm-hmm. expense ratio which is fucking huge in comparison to a lot of them um, for reference, I think Vanguard uh for pretty much the same fund is uh their average for all mutual funds is point one yeah right you know so, so you are uh, much
0: lower paying for that uh for the virtue signaling uh access yeah.
1: Well, and then you got to think, okay, so what are these guys holding? Like, what what companies are they invested in that is so good for, you know, minority groups? And they're investing in fucking Coca-Cola. That was, like, the first thing that I came across. And and Nike. And I was like, oh, that's just fucking racist right right. there. (laughs) But to make it worse, these motherfuckers are holding KFC as well. And McDonald's.
0: Um, yeah, the the, the oh companies that God. like do the most for diabetes in disadvantaged urban <laughs> environments. Yeah,
1: well, as, as well as just being like that is like just legitimately fucking racist. I, I reckon you're holding a bunch of fucking oh sugar
0: fucking oath man. Yeah, uh,
1: so, you know the maker of fried chicken and McDonald's, and then calling it for the advancement of uh, minority groups. It's just whoever that fund manager is is just like ah, oh, he's just having a fucking laugh, you
0: know, man, hundred
1: percent. And whoever's buying that ETF is a fucking this is well as well,
0: dude. Like. You would think so, but <laughs> this has performed pretty well. So I'm looking at the has chart it? right oh, now. Okay, um, we? in December 2019, it was trading at 1760 per share. Yeah, pre-pandemic, it was at 2470. It crashed all the way back down to 1750, mm. went on an absolute fucking run through 2021, and is now at 3260. Yep. If you wow, bought this uh, at the bottom post pandemic, well, sorry, post pandemic crash, uh, you would have doubled your money by between then and now on this one. Which obviously, like considering the other options in the market, isn't like an amazing return. Like you could have done much better buying other stuff. But um, considering the trash in this etf like it's done pretty well
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's largely just QQQ, right like that does seem to be it it's like they're just fucking um holding the same crap as any other etf yeah true uh you know does this have does it does this have Um, tesla in it yeah 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 Yeah. it's tesla microsoft apple fucking google you know so you're basically largely betting on one big
0: tech um
1: Mm. and you know i don't know are they
0: pro-minority or or they're They're fucking nothing yeah to 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 buy (laughs) those companies in the name of minority empowerment (laughs) is such a fucking joke like the the nerve of these people it's insane like this guy so
1: where does KFC stand on all that?
0: Oh, that's a, that's a great that question.
1: For minority empowerment
0: or Coca-Cola. Oh, I guess, love it. Like... I'm sure that they put out press press releases when, when this ETF started buying their stocks and just like, you know, we're so pleased to announce that the NAACP ETF is buying KFC stock in in a celebration of black excellence and KFC's diversity policies. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
1: ridiculous. Um yeah and i guess apple's hiring weaker muslims you know over in china oh yeah big so. shout out <laughs> and coca-cola's been doing like a lot of hard work over in south yeah. america and everything you know and,
0: man yeah. this is this fucking etf has insanely low volume man 3109 yeah <laughs> Whoa, who the fuck
1: is buying imagine
0: it? buying like, this and not being know, able to dump it how devastated would you be <laughs>
1: It's only for a token buy. Like that's the only reason you fucking do this. <laughs> it's like, you know, some some moronic liberals uh, in San Francisco or whatever are going to be buying this, and they're going to have it on their phone, and then they're going to walk around a bar um, that's like exclusively white tech yeah, yeah. and uh, show it,
0: to everyone,
1: <laughs> you know, and be like, "Yeah, I'm a little bit more progressive actually buying the uh, NACP fund." So, you know, I just can't imagine anyone else fucking wanting this.
0: They probably, um, people that own this ETF probably convince themselves and make the argument to others that the higher management fees that they're paying towards it are reparations. (laughs) 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 I could just own QQQ, but I want to pay reparations. So I own the NAACP Minority Empowerment Fund. (laughs) fuck that's
1: good holy (laughs) shit who even runs it is it just like i don't even think um, uh it's it's run by impact shares impact shares okay and who the fuck is impact shares Uh, oh please have a who we are oh i I need this in my life
0: is it is this as good as you're making it sound
1: (laughs) yes this is the guy that runs impact shares
0: (laughs) (laughs) of course it is (laughs) it's just like this extremely tanned white guy with his uh his button up undone wearing a blazer just l- yeah, looking like the like... ultimate grifter <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: that's so fucking funny
0: yeah oh my he, god yeah oh man this is this is good this is a, a rich trevor tre- treasure trove it looks like it's
1: just three guys they
0: also have etfs one is called woman w-a-o-m-n And another one, which is SDGA. What does this one? Let's find out. Uh, Okay. I can't. SDGA. About SDGA. Ah, okay. Social sustainable development. Right okay so yeah um the sustainable development goal ETF a cover image of a bunch of Ugandan dudes wearing like uh, flannel shirts <laughs> standing <laughs> under a tree next to a Toyota <laughs> Land Cruiser
1: one of them has a dope mohawk Come on, yeah. yeah right okay that Ugandan so, jersey look... he's
0: wearing is pretty dope as well like a Uganda yeah, Uganda soccer or um, something
1: show me the holdings there
0: <laughs> like, like JP Morgan see is their third largest i mean they probably yeah, are third largest position oh they there. actually are nestle is their fucking right. largest holding that's so oh, hilarious oh, the company sir. that like squanders the the largest amount of fresh water resources in the world probably yeah. like sales like what the fuck <laughs> oh man this is great anyway Channel we're orders. um we're, we're we're off on a tangent here we're probably hurting people's brains (laughs) um (laughs) Um, all right
1: anyway uh yeah so definitely get grifter of the week um we'll try and link a show note to the fucking guy's face just so you can see but i mean i feel like we did a pretty
0: apt now that's um this is really good uh, i'm glad we did this um need, need to make the um obligatory reference to our patreon though for this episode So um, if you like the podcast and you find it valuable, then you can go to Patreon forward slash Modern Guilt to support us. Um, For five US dollars per month, you can get access to uh, an extra monthly bonus pod where we talk about markets and stocks. And uh, we generally do a little bit of analysis of some stocks and talk about our thoughts on them and discuss some of our own moves um relating to them mm. um if we've made any sometimes we'll talk about stocks that we think are terrible so we won't have obviously um
1: been a lot of short squeezes in the news lately i don't know if anybody's been following but may touch on yeah something. okay are we gonna why not
0: who knows <laughs> <gonna have> <laughs> i see what you did <laughs> well um so for, for our yeah. listeners who are subscribed you might have heard uh as a little apology for some of the shitty audio in the last month's one this month we're going to do like a double length bonus pod extravaganza so we're going to do a two hour one to make up for it uh so you're getting (laughs) you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck which is nice so if you're not already subscribed and it sounds like that is of interest to you then yeah head to patreon uh find modern guilt and sign up and you will be uh supporting independent content and uh getting yourself access to some more pods which we think are generally pretty good so yeah that's it (laughs) supporting yeah and also big shout out to to our listeners who have been hitting us up recently because we've received some interesting links to content or just some nice messages from you guys so big ups it's really nice to hear from you all i was messaging damon recently i was like hey man you should check the patreon to read some messages and he was just like, fuck, I love our mongrel audience. <laughs> and that yeah. was like such an apt way to describe you guys because you, you are just the most bizarre collection of fucking people. <laughs> but it's <laughs> awesome. Um, our listeners remind us of ourselves, yeah, which is that. very inspiring yeah. and rewarding. If you want to hit us up, you can use yeah. us on Patreon. Uh, on Twitter, I am uh, at whyworry underscore oh, wait damon is guilt underscore modern Pff, man we're not very active on the instagram anymore but um you can find us at modern guilt pod on ig twitter's the best place yeah hit us up there twitter's but good. also
1: email us or whatever do whatever you want
0: well let's wrap it up for today uh cool. thanks for listening everybody this has been fun shall we record the bonus pod tomorrow damon I yeah i think we should all right let's do it yeah until then, take care of yourselves, guys, and um, share the pod around if you like it. appreciate you listening. Thank you.